you know, because it is not about you. In building a team, if you want to build a team and work with people, if it's about you, it's eventually only going to be you. Because people don't want to be around people that are selfish. People don't want to be around people that do things for their own reason. As a leader, you have to do things for other people's reasons. And if you're going to start a business, you may as well get that right in your head right away. One, two. All right, welcome back to the Go Vertical Podcast. Uh, I hope you're strapped in because this rocket is about to go boom. (laughs) Thanks for that, Warren. I appreciate it. Um, Hey, this is episode 10. I did a little bit of research, Warren, and uh, the numbers were a little bit depending on who you looked at, but uh, it basically boils down to less than 50% of podcasts have more than 10 episodes. So we are in the upper echelon of (laughs) podcasts out there. So we're super excited. Um, We are pumped to be joined by Elias Raber uh, on this episode to celebrate the double double digits. Um, And so if you are listening, I just want you to do me a favor. uh, Bend over, grab hold of your socks if you have socks on, uh, because otherwise Elias is going to knock your socks off today. (laughs) All right. With that being said, are you guys ready to go vertical? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, before we go vertical, we are contractually obligated to do a shameless self-plug because this episode is sponsored by NSJ Digital. Are you a commercial roofing contractor that likes to make money? NSJ Digital will help your digital presence, I cannot read today, to go vertical and knock the socks off your potential customers. Check them out at nsjdigital.com. With that being said, now that our lawyers are happy, we fulfilled all our contractual obligations. I'm going to kick it over to Warren for our tip of the week. All right. So this is something we started doing a few episodes ago, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I read a verse uh, this morning when I was reading, and it said something about uh, the man who plows his fields uh, will be profitable, and the man who plants his fields, but the man who runs after fantasies pretty much is going to, you know, he's going to face poverty. And so this is just a simple tip, uh, but just a challenge to you guys to stay focused and don't chase every little thing. Uh, mm. Be open-minded, but make sure and plant your fields, fertilize them, take care of them uh, before you go try and buy new fields. So that's the tip of the week is just stay focused and uh, don't have too many fantasies about uh, some get-rich-quick scheme. The grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. <laughs> that's yes, great. That's a great tip. Thank you. Um yeah. All right. So like I mentioned, we are so excited to be joined by Elias Raber. I know Warren has been giddy all week, excited for this interview. So thank you for joining us, Elias. Uh, I guess, can we just kick it off by having you introduce yourself and kind of what you're up to these days? Well, um, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Elias Raber. We live, my wife and I and our four children live in Pennsylvania, Northwestern Pennsylvania. And um you know, we're most of what we do is commercial roofing and working with people, building teams and, uh, you know, keeping building owners happy and dry. Nice. Awesome. I love it. So uh, just a couple quick questions to kind of uh, get things going here. What do you spend most of your time doing day to day? A whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> but um, 
day to day, it's honestly mostly just helping our team, you know, answering questions they have, whether they're walking a roof, they don't know exactly what to do with new people. I have a new guy right now. I'm going to go Monday and help him on his, one of his first big projects. Um, it's almost a half a million dollar job. And so we go out there and help, you know, those first few days for sure. And then just help with quality control while the project's going and things like that, you know, and teaching, um, new guys on, on the ropes. Um, just being there for the team so awesome yeah cool what what is one thing that keeps you awake at night hmm <laughs> i love um the challenge of building new things i love the challenge of <clears throat> growing and you know that's probably why i have my own business have had since you know i was 22 years old and we were working a great job back then. I had a good job, but mm -hmm. you know, it didn't keep me up at night. And so mm. being able to start something that potentially it's your own and you're growing it. And, you know, um, I like that subject of up at night because sometimes when you wake up and you guys both know what I'm talking about and you wake it, you know, up at night at two or three in the morning, I did it last night and I couldn't sleep for almost an hour and my, and your mm -hmm. mind's just like super clear. And you're just thinking about potentials and, and things that make your make your company better. So um, I don't know, probably my greatest joy, probably not my favorite thing to do, but my greatest joy is helping people be successful or just like this new guy I'm helping. You know, I know when this job's done, I know the lift that he's going to get financially because of this job. Like that keeps me up at night. That's an awesome That's thing. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Uh, that's great. Uh, what do you do when you're not working? <laughs> Are you ever not working? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never not playing. <laughs> because like my that. work That's is gold. like, listen, I would just as soon work as I would play. Hmm. Um, you That's know, awesome. primarily we do commercial roofing, but we dapple around in real estate some, and we're in the process of building some cabins and, you know, we got our fingers in a few other things as well. And I would honestly just as soon be involved in any of those, whether it's doing a meeting, whether it's walking a roof, whether it's meeting a potential client, whether it's, you know, introducing our systems to a new building owner with a new guy or whether it's hunting. We love to go out west and we spend a lot of time, you know, we just got back from a family trip. We were in Colorado for a week and a half and um, with the family schools out. And so um, I don't know. We just we just go 100 percent, whatever we do. And, you do. Uh, That's right. And, um, I don't really know anything else. You know, sometimes my wife's like, can't you just sit down and hold still? And I don't know. I don't do that. that well. <laughs> you know, I don't hold still well. Um, so, but honestly, I would just as soon be working as I would be playing because <clears throat> to me, it's not work. It's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Cool. Well, that was a great, uh, little intro into Elias. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, Warren, I know you have uh, some questions and, and some things you want to get into with Elias, but I have one question. I heard this on a podcast the other day and it just stuck out to me. It's like, I got to ask this to Elias because a really cool question. So if you don't mind, Warren, I'm going to kick it off with this. Yeah. But Elias, what is it? What does being uncomfortable mean to you? Hmm. Hmm. Being uncomfortable is, uh, well, it's obviously getting out of your comfort zone and, I personally think comfort zones suck mm. <laughs> because nothing good happens in your comfort right. zone. 
You know, we live in such a soft Western culture that everybody wants to be inside their comfort zone. And anytime you ever step out of your comfort zone, you never, ever, ever regret it. You know, this last uh, spring, I don't know if Nick, if you were there, but I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if Warren was there or not at a roofing seminar this last year. Yeah, I was there. Yes, sir. Um, I asked my little boy, Austin, if he would go up in front of the crowd and introduce, they had a little booth and they were selling some stuff. And he was like, you know, the other, so my oldest boy, LaVon, and then it's Austin and then their cousin Branson, and they were running this booth. And I was like, you could go up and introduce yourself and tell them what you're selling. I mean, there's, you know, four or 500 people here. You could pitch your product to, and he's nine years old or 10 years old at the time. And, um, you know, the other two boys were like, they're not going to do it, but he went up and did it. And to this day, I can bring that up and I can just tell he's so proud of that fact. Hmm. But for a little nine year old boy, that's a huge out of your comfort zone box. Mm -hmm. And it's really an example for all of us as adults. Um, you don't ever, ever regret it. And when you push yourself out of your comfort zone continually, eventually what was your comfort zone or out of your comfort zone is now in your comfort zone. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it's like that in all of life. You know, we, our comfort zones are always, almost always, uh, be, because we think about ourselves too much. You know, when we step out of thinking about ourselves and thinking about, Hey, how can this benefit this guy? then you may present that million dollar contract or you may walk in and just knock on that door that you've been hesitating to knock on because it's a big fish um, and you just go for it and you don't make it about yourself. You make it about other people. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Warren's taking notes. You bet I am. <laughs> yeah. I'll pitch it over to you to Warren. Cause I know you had some questions. Okay. Too, awesome. So. Well, I want to, first of all, publicly thank Elias for jumping on here. Um, I got to share a little quick story. So Elias and Matthias, which is his twin brother, and he might touch on that a little bit later, but they, they are involved in a, a commercial roofing company and they buy a lot of their products from a company called a manufacturing company called Conklin, which I'm also about involved in. And early on in my entrepreneur career, Elias and Matthias were like the, they were the up and comers young guys and they're I think they're late 20s at the time maybe mid 20s and they were growing faster than anybody else in the company and they're still doing extremely well but at that time you know they were moving really fast and everybody was really attracted to that and so we were at a, a conference and my good friend Jonathan Kaufman and I were standing and we were talking about how we want to change like it was really where we got the vision and we were like man we got to do this differently and we knew we needed different leadership if we were going to have different results and so he said, we need to talk to some people. And we saw Elias standing in the hallway. I don't know if he probably doesn't even remember this. I know exactly where we were standing, probably about six or seven years ago. And Jonathan and I walked up to Elias and he was so approachable. Like we figured he wouldn't have the time of day for us. And uh, you, it was you and your twin brother were both there. And we talked for like an hour. It was mm. in the middle of this big conference. You guys had a huge team there. And that meant the world to me. And it was like, it, it reminded me to always be a, approachable to anybody that would ever want to talk to me, like being willing to help the brand new guy, because that's what you guys did for us. So public thank you um, to you guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I don't, I don't remember that. But <laughs> Probably because it happened a hundred times that weekend. Um, so, so I, I know that's, it's all great to see you guys on stage and you guys are, you know, doing so well, but you mentioned starting your own business at 22, but take us back way beyond that. And this is a two part question. Um, and the, the two part question is, how did you start 
and what did it take or what does it take to be an entrepreneur, to go vertical with your business, to go vertical with your life? Because you have stories about you and your brother, I think, selling fishing lures. Like, take us way back to when you were kids and like your work ethic and, and what it took when you did start your business. Like, mm. I know that's a really loaded question, but I would love to hear and have our listeners hear um, like your your journey, if you can, in a nutshell. Hmm. Well, you know, looking back, like when we got out of school, I grew up as an Amish boy. And when we got out of school, um, I was 14 years old, I think. Um, we didn't even go through high school. We just went through eighth grade. And my dad said, you're going to work with me. Um, and I remember that, you know, first summer, especially we would go out and we would, you know, he had a construction business and we did vinyl siding and we did, we built a few houses and we built some log homes and like, we worked really hard. We did a ton of metal roofing. Um, and so, you know, 14 years old through about 20 years old, I worked for my dad and, and, you know, we did entrepreneurish things like, you know, whittle fishing lures out of wood and put hooks in them and put, you know, lips on them and go catch big bass. And, you know, we go talk to people about, you know, big story, big fish stories, you know, and yep. people order lures from us. And I, we never charged anybody a dime for nothing. We were just happy to, you know, paint them up and help people. That's you know, so cool. Fish. And, you know, we were always just bright eyed and bushy tailed. And, um, I look back even probably like being 12 years old and we would go hunting and, and cause we had 160 acre farm. We would go hunting on our farm and me and Matt um, would stand around and like, we'd have 10, 15 guys standing around us that were much older than us listening to our hunting stories and just laughing. So I don't know, I look back, you know, and I kind of laugh at myself cause we were just, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed little boys that just were so excited about everything we did and uh, did in our life. And then um, fast forward, I think I was 19 when my parents moved from Indiana to Pennsylvania. And, I, and my dad quit doing construction, and I got to work with Simon Lee, and some of you guys know Simon Lee, and I helped him do his first Conklin job he sold. Hmm. And that really was my introduction into the commercial roof market. Hmm. And I told my twin brother, Matt, I said, if we ever start our own business, we need to do this, because it is so much easier than pulling a piece of metal up on the roof or carrying shingles up on the roof. Everything was coming up through a hose. And I remember on that job, I think we covered like a hundred squares in two days. Like we did the job in two days, maybe three days. Um, and Simon never told me how much he made on that job, but, but I kind of did some quick math and I was like, man, he's making like eight or 10 grand in like these three days. And I'm like, man, that's a whole lot better than shingles, you know? And so, um, I think it was about a year and a half after that we started our own business. And when we started, our goal was to go and be involved in the commercial world, but we did whatever we could get our hands on to, you know, and whatever we could do to pay the bills. Cause at that time, Deb and I had just married. Um, we were maybe married a three quarter year and uh, my brother, Matt wasn't married at the time. And so it was a pretty big leap of faith to jump mm -hmm. out there on your own and start a business. And we weren't passing up jobs. I mean, if we could sell a sing shingle job, we sold a shingle job. If we could sell a metal job, we sold metal. I remember that winter, we did a, a complete, like, gut drywall job. Uh, nasty. I hate drywall. But we did it. And, you know, that month, we probably made three or $4,000 in the winter. And, you know, to a couple boys trying to make ends meet, it, it was working. Yep. And that first year, we did uh, – uh, about six or seven commercial jobs and most of them came through just door knocking 
you know, cold calling and sending some mailers out. Um, I think the first job we sold, we made about $17,000 on it. And it took us oh. like eight, maybe eight or nine days commercial job. And so we did six or seven jobs. And at the end of that first year, we looked back and we were like, we made more money in that 30, 35 days of, you know, liquid applied systems that we did. than we had made the entire rest of the year doing shingles and, you know, siding and remodeling. That's know? awesome. Um, and so we said, we just got to focus on this a lot more. And so we just focused on it a lot more and pushed into it a lot more. And, you know, a really, really simple philosophy I've always worked with. And, you know, the start of this call before we went live, you talked about, we're just going to talk about some of the basic things. Mm -hmm. And really the basic things is still what we do today. Because mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, what so often happens and sure, as your team grows, you have to change some things, but what so often happens is we might push into it for five years and then we're th we think we're too good to go do what we used to do. Mm -hmm. You're above cold calling. You're above doing what the new guy does. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, if you're going to stop doing what got you there, you're not going to maintain being there. And so just going yeah. back to basics, Conklin's got a training called Back to Basics for district managers. And just going back to basics, that's what it takes, you know. And we've tried, you know, there was a couple of years that we tried to reinvent some things and, you know, market our way into, you know, working with new guys and, you know, maybe not have as many conversations and all that. And it really, what works is just those basic things. And so, you know, we just continue to do those things. And um, we got into a lot of doors by door knocking, by just shaking the hands of a maintenance guy. Um, okay. I remember my, probably my, in my first 200 cold calls, getting a phone call and the guy's like, can you come out and look at my metal roof? And it was a big, big place like two acres and so i went out went on the roof and he was really impressed with our system but he said can you bring your boss out like i'd like to meet your boss and i'm like um it's just me and my brother i say this is kind of the end of the chain here that's what i said <laughs> and he grinned and he's like how old are you i'm like how old do you think he said you look like you're 17 you know oh dang wow <laughs> But you know what he gave us? Uh, I, I said, I, I kept saying, I must have used the word guarantee a lot because um, he looks at me and he goes, is your favorite word guarantee? You know? <laughs> oh, that's but he awesome. gave us about a $35,000 job to start the, start the project. Oh. And the next year he gave us the entire roof. It was a big hmm. roof. Yep. So that's, man, that's awesome. So you kind of answered the question, what does it take? And early on in your story, you mentioned how it wasn't easy to take the risk and take the jump. So first of all, you got to take the risk. You got to get started. Obviously, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about stone, starting your own company, you got to do what Elias and his brother, Matt did. You have to take the jump. You got to go for it. You got to go all in. And then, and then you talked about, you know, seeing the financial reward of the commercial roofing, the roof coatings part and focusing on that part of the business and really pushing really hard and then staying focused. Um, what else would you say are some characteristics of, of highly successful entrepreneurs, primarily in commercial roofing? Like I'm talking about people who want to do what you've done, who want to build a, a large commercial roofing business or a successful team. Um, what are some of the characteristics? You also talked about um, having that attractive conversation or, you know, at a young age, you, know, you were entertaining people or inspiring them. You were doing something. People were drawn to you. 
Uh, what more would you like to add to just what it takes to be successful? That's a question a lot of people have before they get started is, do I have what it takes? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the, the first things we all have to realize in being successful is it's not about you. If you mm-hmm. remember that really in all of life, it is not about you. Mm-hmm. We live in a very selfish world today. And, you know, everybody wants to make everything about themselves or thinking about themselves too much. And when you are the kind of person uh, and you have a business and you go out and you make it about your customer, you make it about his problems. You don't pull your phone out and tell him how good you are and, you know, who all you've ever worked for and brag yourself up. That's what they expect to, to hear and they expect to see, because that's where almost everybody lives. And so if you can be the kind of person that you make it about them and you and you take yourself out of the equation, you say, this ain't about me. If your hands are sweaty, I promise you. And trust me, my hands get sweaty. I think about me. I'm talking to myself right now. I think about me a lot. But when my hands are getting sweaty, it means I'm, I'm thinking about myself too much. Mm. And so don't think about you. Think about what can I do to help this guy with his problem? Hmm. And, and that's, you know, because it is not about you. In building a team, if you want to build a team and work with people, if it's about you, it's eventually only going to be you because people don't want to be around people that are selfish. People don't want to be around people that do things for their own reason. As a leader, you have to do things for other people's reasons. And if you're going to start a business, you may as well get that right in your head right away, because Mm -hmm. if you're doing it for the money, people smell the rat really fast. These business owners are so used to being taken advantage of and, you know. Most of them have a lot of money and they also have a lot of experience. And when you go in there and you're just very honest, you have a high level of integrity. You, you know, if he says, how long you've been doing this, don't stutter around. Tell him this is the first roof I'm looking at. Yep. I got the training. It doesn't right. matter because we all started at, <clears throat> at this, that, you know, at ground level at one point. And I promise that building owner started at ground level too. Most of those guys, there was a one day, two day, three day, you know, it was the first time they ever did it. And it, and if you're a new guy, and I remember as a new kid, you know, doing it, I remember sitting down with a guy that still today is one of the wealthiest people we've ever worked for and, and still do work for. And I, you know, I was vulnerable. I said, I said, hey, what can I learn from you? I said, I'm pretty new in business. And he hmm. took some time, probably half an hour and, and told me some things in wow. business, hmm. you know. And we, you know, it doesn't, people don't think that you're weak because you ask for help. Hmm. It's attractive hmm. to people. Hmm. And when That's you reverse awesome. what everybody else does, you got a way head start. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm just going to listen to the podcast later and take notes because I can't <laughs> keep up. <laughs> no, that's so good though. So like staying humble, staying teachable and, you know, just providing value. Like you said, like, how can I solve this guy's problem that's that's so good and i guarantee you building owners if you asked them about roofers that's exactly what they would want is somebody who just come in and solve my problems you know keep it basic and and so that's that's really good so you mentioned uh i'm going to turn just to change subjects just a little bit but you mentioned your twin and obviously most people don't have twins i don't know if it's like half percent of births are twins or probably not even half percent but you know, obviously Nick and I, we don't have twins, but you mentioned Matt a few times. His name is Matthias. You call him Matt. You know, most people know him by one of those two names. I used to not be able to tell you guys apart. You guys are awesome. You work together. Great. Be fun to have him on here sometime too. But you mentioned him. What does it mean to have 
that running buddy in your life and and what has that done for your business because here it's the same thing it's not all about me like i need to have somebody i can kick back and forth with and say hey what do you think of this idea like let's do this together and i have a great running buddy his name's jonathan kaufman i have also other running buddies in different parts of my business but um what does that mean to you and how has it helped you excel and, and succeed in your business yeah i'm i'm sure it's helped us more than we know um and i would advise, highly advise anybody or everybody that's in business you need somebody maybe it's not a business partner but you need somebody in your corner maybe it's your spouse mm -hmm. you know you just need somebody that's like when you're having a, a tough day you're like you got somebody to call and he's like come on dude you know me and matt do that back and forth we still do that sometimes and he's like you know encouraging or i'm encouraging or whatever yep. um i think that's a big deal because you do need people in your corner. And so I would advise anybody and everybody, you gotta have, maybe it's not a business partner. Um, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a guy like Warren. Maybe it's, a, you know, in Conklin, there's plenty of people that are very happy to take your phone call. I mean, I know yep. Warren will answer his phone. I'll answer my phone. I don't care yep. you know, if anybody in Conklin calls me, I'm always returning that phone call or answering that phone call. You bet. And so just having people in your corner is a big deal, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So could you share a story maybe about you and Matt, maybe your your favorite business story of where like, this might make you think a little bit, but like where you feel like if, if the two of you together, like say, say sometimes two heads can, two people can succeed together more than three people could separate it. So can you think of a story when like it really paid off big to like have both of you there? Hmm. I always joke around about him. I say that, you know, in our business, I always, almost always did the selling. So um, the first seven, eight years, that's pretty much all I did was sell. And he took care of the project. So he would like make sure the project's getting done. He's rolling his sleeves up working. And I worked a lot too. Um, so I always joked and I said, you know, every time I got an, a job, you know, his, his, I would call him up and his question was always, how much am I going to make? That was always my joke. Um, uh, I'd have to think a little bit mm -hmm. on that question. Well, that's really neat too. Like you, you did what you were really good at, and he did what he was good at, and it worked out. I mean, think yeah. of it. If you would have had to go install all the jobs, even though you're really good at selling, or if he would have had right. to try to sell, it wouldn't have worked out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah. really cool that you you guys figured out your strengths and and worked together with that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure, you know, if I put some, some thought into it, I'd come up with a few stories, but I'm sure that uh, there was a lot more times that we got projects that I'm not even aware of that was a big deal because I could go cold calling when he was working mm -hmm. or, you know, it gave mm -hmm. us the freedom to kind of go two ways. Um, you know, yeah. if, it, if there was a rainy day, we would both go cold calling, but if it was a nice day, he would get on the job with the guys and I would, you know, I, I didn't spend as much time on the job because I always said, look, we got to have another job lined up. We need mm -hmm. more people to know us. You know, if they don't know you, they're not going to do business with you. And that's not their fault. That's right. Yep. It's awesome. Well, uh, another topic, um, something that you guys have done extremely well with, and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but uh, talk a little bit about the multiplier and duplication in business, because this is something you guys have done. And I don't know, I'm guessing there's well over a thousand people on your team now of, of distributors in the Conklin company. But 
you know, we get up every day, we work hard, we make money and we spend money and we only have 24 hours, but a lot of people never figure out the multiplier. So they work, get paid, work, get paid, work, get paid. Yeah. And there's many multipliers in life, many, many multipliers. And of course, there's a great one in counseling, which is financially multiplying. But talk a little bit like when that clicked for you or or what that means to you, having a multiplier that kind of like Nick said, what do you do when you're not working? Well, when you have the multiplying effect, there's always something working for you. There's a there's a system that's just, you know, the money's just coming in. Um, and it's not just money, it's your efforts being duplicated. You train somebody yep. to do a roof and now they're training people. It's happening over and over and over. And so your efforts, your knowledge, your money is all being duplicated right now. Your inspiration's being duplicated, even in this podcast. So what does that mean um, to you having that duplication and maybe challenge somebody that's listening to, to look at putting a, a multiplier into place in their business? Yeah. So I remember when the light bulb went on for me, when we got involved in Conklin, um, all we cared about was, you know, selling a job, getting paid Friday night. And I call it Friday night money. And you could make really good Friday night money doing roofs. You can do a roof in a yep. week and make five, 10, 15, $20,000. You can make great money doing roofing, you know, just selling a roof and doing a roof. Um, but if I remember, you know, when we got involved with in Conklin, my dad told me, he was like, you know, that whole pyramid thing, He's not sure about that. You know, he's like, I know Conklin's got really good products, but that whole thing, he's just not 100% sure about that. Probably don't chase that too much. You know, that's what he told us. That was yep. his advice. And he had been involved in some uh, network marketing company that didn't, you know, he'd put a bunch of time into it and it didn't work out. And, and so we were not at all um, looking to go build a team in Conklin. And we went to... Um, a church with our youth group about two or three hours from here. And after the service, we got to talking to the Zook boys and mm -hmm. you guys know the Zook boys. Well, um, they were doing just residential construction at the time. And they're like, Oh, you guys are the right boys. You're doing these big roofs. We heard about you guys already. And so they're like, we, we'd be interested in talking about how we could maybe get involved with that. That was, hmm. And so hmm. we said, well, I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll tell you how we're doing it. So we drove back down like on the two or three nights later and they made dinner for us and we just talked. And when they, and they they decided they're going to get involved with Conklin. So they set up an account with Conklin and um, soon after they went through the training, came back home, implemented some marketing and they sold a couple jobs. My wife and I had a, um, a trip that we took to Montana and her friend got married out there. And while we were out there, we spent some time in Yellowstone and while we were at Yellowstone, I got my first commission payment. So Laverne and Linford had put in an order. It was almost $50,000 order for a roof they had sold. And I was making 5% then. So it was almost a $2,500 commission check. Yep. And mm -hmm. I remember telling Deb, I'm like, we're on vacation. And we just got, that was 13 years ago. We're on vacation. And we just pretty dang close got our vacation paid. <laughs> that is I, awesome. And I said, what if we'd have 10 of these guys? Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have made 2,500, but we'd have made 25,000 because we had 10 guys putting orders in. Wow. And that's when the light bulb went on for me. And so that's when we came home and started talking to people. And, um, you know, I just made a list of guys that I'm like, these guys might be interested. They're doing construction. They don't do much commercial. It's such an easy system to get involved mm -hmm. with. It's not a difficult business to do. Um, and so we just started calling people. And I don't know, probably, you know, 
over the next two years, we sponsored probably 15 roofers that we put through training. And, you know, looking back today, a lot of our volume comes from that first two years, really. Because awesome. a lot of them went out and trained people and built teams. And, yep. Um, but that's when the light bulb went on. And if, if you're going to get financially ahead in life, there's a lot of ways that you can do the multiplier. You know, we, we do it in Conklin. We talk to a roofer. And I wish I could tell you every roofer sticks. They don't all stick, you know, but the ones that are serious about it, this business works for everybody, every one of them that's serious about it. You know, this isn't a, well, I hope you get lucky and you're one of the good ones. You know, this business works for everybody that wants to do it. Um, but there's a lot of multipliers out there. I mean, you can go out and buy a million dollar worth of real estate and create some form of residual income. Yep. And, um, you know, if you're going to get ahead financially, you have to figure out how to make money while you're sleeping. That's mm. just the way it works. Old. And yeah, it's true. Get there. Yeah. Um, you have to figure out how you're going to make money while you sleep. And, you know, we do meetings here at the shop and you can tell, like, one of the things I do in, in, in our meeting almost every time when I start the meeting is I'll draw up a pyramid. I'm like, this is you. If you're going to grow anything, if you're going to grow anything beyond you and yourself working for you, it looks like that 100% of the time. If you, mm -hmm. you go to Trump mm -hmm. and you would say, draw me up the, 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 the structure of your company, he would draw a circle and a line and a circle. And he might put Donald Trump Jr.'s name in the circle and say, look, he's taking care of this property for me. Mm -hmm. And Trump Jr. would draw a line and draw a circle. Yep. He yep. had five managers under him. Yep. All businesses, all businesses bigger than maybe not a half a million dollar business, but all businesses greater than you working inside your company for yourself, doing the sales, doing the work, doing whatever. All business models, they look like a pyramid. Yep. And little business people, when you start drawing that up, they get all hyped up. Oh, that looks like a pyramid. Yeah, that's because your mind doesn't understand what it takes to grow a big business. It's not just Conklin. It's not just network marketing. Everything that's growing mm -hmm. beyond you and yourself looks like that. Yep. And that's how you can free up time. You can, you can bring people into your company, in your roofing company, in your construction business, in whatever you have. And you can replace yourself by training people and duplicating yourself and giving them, giving them the freedom and the authority to do what you can do better. You can do it better. Mm -hmm. Nobody can do it as good as you can. It's, yep. You know, we, we all know that. You, Warren, you can do it better than anybody in your team. Yep. Yep. But you it's interesting. Get so, like, so, Laverne, if you asked him right now who benefited the most from that meeting you guys had that night, I'm sure he would say him and his brother Linford benefited more than you and your brother mm -hmm. Matt. So, you helped them build their own dream. And in turn, you guys got rewarded in many different ways. But it's, yep. it's really cool because just because whatever, some people would say they're working with you or for you, they're actually benefiting in their mind more than more than you are. And so oh, they, yeah. now they've started their own business, which is way bigger than themselves. And so they've started their own pyramid. And so that's really neat that you brought that up. The multiplier is going to look that way. You're going to have managers in place, people in place. And yep. it's just you, you mentioned it briefly as training. And that's really all it is, is, is training if it's with people. And if it's with real estate, well, you might have to do a remodel or fix up the property or get it rented out. And now you're now you're set to go. So that's yep. really cool. Um, I love that you said that if you're going to get ahead in life, you got it. I'm going to take that's my takeaway is if you're going to get ahead in life financially, 
you got to figure out how to make money while you sleep. And uh, most people probably will think that's a crazy statement if they don't get it. Um, or others might see it as a challenge and they're going to be like, how on earth am I going to make money while I sleep? So mm -hmm. that's the challenge is, you know, for you guys out there, if you're struggling financially, it might not work to get ahead even after 40 years of working 40 hours a week. Because if you're working at 20 bucks an hour with this inflation, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Um, you're not going to get ahead. So, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. This was this was great. And we could literally keep going for hours. Um, but we're going to try to try to cut this one a little bit short and then hopefully have Elias or his brother Matt on uh, in the future sometime. But I'm going to throw it back to Nick. Um, I think he has a, a few things he wanted to talk about yet. And then we'll we'll close this out. Perfect. Yeah. So one thing I just wanted to mention, too, that I think kind of goes in line with what you're talking about, about getting started and what it takes is uh, I was listening to the podcast that you and your brother do, Elias. Um, I don't remember the last What's year. What's the name of it? Time. Again, I forget. What do you know? What it is Elias? Uh, I want to say leader minded, but I'm, I'm I drew a blank. I don't know why I drew a blank. <laughs> I'll look it up. I uh, want to give you want right. people to, yeah, I want to refer that podcast yeah. to other people listening here. So, <clears throat> but anyways, on, on one of the episodes you guys were talking about getting started in business. And one thing you said that I just want to bring up again, that really stuck out to me. And I think would maybe some other people would get something out of it is you were talking about the fear of like starting business and, Oh, what if this doesn't, it was you, you, your brother, I don't remember which one said it, but um, like, what if this doesn't work? And then you kind of had the realization that, well, even if we just break even with what we're making before, we're still ahead because we have the freedom, we have the control, we have everything else that comes with owning own business. Like even if we don't get wealthy financially, even if we just break even and are still paying our bills, we're still ahead. And that really resonated with me. And, and, and I think about that a lot. Um, and so I just wanted to share that because I think, you know, if you're thinking about starting, that's a really good perspective to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you want to hear more from Matt and Elias, ethical, ethical sales yeah. with the Raber twins. That's it. There we go. used to call it leader minded. Mm -hmm. Changed names a few times. Thanks to Owen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast, by the way. Yep. Awesome. So look that up. But anyways, um, well, I think this is a good point. That was a lot of really good stuff. Thank you, Elias, um, for sharing. Uh, but I think this would be a good transition to, to go into our go vertical round, um, which is basically like a lightning round. So I have six questions for you, Elias, that I'll ask oh um, as fast as you can answer. I'll ask them. So number one, what is the number one thing any contractor needs to know? Hmm. If they don't know you, they aren't going to do business with you. Love it. Uh, what is the best thing you've done to find new customers? Hmm. Honestly, probably cold calling. <laughs> Just knocking doors and, and shaking hands. Yep. If they don't know you, yep. that's how you get known. Yep. It's, that's it's That's something that, um, you know, everybody says they're going to go cold calling, but if you actually do it, you're kind of in the minority. Um, so it's something that you can do with a personal touch. Yeah. How do you stop competing on price? Sell value sell value sell value sell value <laughs> yeah. love it what is your favorite tool or system you use for managing your business hmm 
Mm-hmm. Balls plus. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good answer because most of the, you know, if they're not Conklin people listening, they don't. But that's honestly so, like keep here. here um, that's a tool Conklin gives us, and so it's a networking tool. It, it gives us access to all our distributors, and and that's that's my number one tool. It's so, like a CRM, pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, any ideas for getting referrals from existing clients? Just ask for them. Who do you know? Um, and even before you sell a job, ask for it. You know, when you go um, in and you do a bid, ask for it. Hey, who else do you know of? And the guy's like, I don't even know if I'm going to hire you. Okay. What do you think? Do I seem, you know, I'd ask him, do I seem like the kind of guy that you wouldn't want to refer? Just wow. ask him. That's Just go awesome. for it. I yeah. love that. Um, and number six, what, what is the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Don't make it about yourself. And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. But it's not about you. And, and we live in a very selfish world. You know, one of the, um, there's a verse in the Bible that says that in the last times, people will be lovers of themselves. And they're going to be basically very selfish people. And, and, and for us as believers, I think we all believe that. You know, look around a little bit. It's all about just themselves. Mm-hmm. We live in a very selfish world. Maybe it's always been like that. And we just, you know, uh, but if you make it about other people, that's the only way you're going to get ahead. Um, charisma attracts people and character keeps people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when you have that, like people are there for the long time, long haul. So, yeah. It's awesome. Nice. Dang. Good. Well, that wraps it up. That was awesome. Um, <clears throat> so, what what's in the future for you is there anything in you know in the next 90 days or so you're excited about anything coming up um yeah i mean one of the things that we're we've we've really in in our conklin business over the last since covid we kind of slacked a little bit in bringing on new people <laughs> we just i'm just being honest and <laughs> bringing on new people um we had a monthly training at our shop for 10 years i mean just Whoa. bam 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 every month mm-hmm. more than that um and then when covid hit we just kind of put some of that stuff on the back burner, um, you know, not really intentionally, but it was just kind of forced on us. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in Pennsylvania and, and, and our governor is an idiot and everything else. And <laughs> anyway, um, um, so one of the things that we're going to do as soon as our roofing season, which here about mid October, mid to end October, our roofing season starts waning down for us here. We're going to do a really hard recruiting push. And getting our whoever of our directors that wants to get on board and do some pretty cool incentives and things like that. Um, oh, yeah. That's something that I'm I'm excited about. I want to really do this winter is just kind of get back in the game like we used to. Right now is not a great. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good time to go recruit mm-hmm. people, but it's definitely easier to get new people during the winter when things are a little bit slower for us. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm super excited about. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Um, well, how can I, we already talked about the podcast. So if you want to hear more of Elias, check out the ethical sales podcast. But, uh, if someone wants to reach out something you said really uh, tweaked their interest and they want to learn more about commercial roofing or leadership or anything, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I have, we're on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. You can shoot me a message on Facebook. Um, I'm on WhatsApp. I don't know if you can find me on WhatsApp. Um, I do have an Instagram account. My Instagram account is pretty much my hobby page. So, um, that's kind of my, uh, just have fun page, mm-hmm. but 
Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's pretty much all just outdoor lifestyle kind of stuff yeah. on there. Um, What's your, definitely uh, reach out to me. Definitely What's listen to a couple episodes of their podcasts and get to know Elias a little better. And yeah, um, he's just a he's an awesome leader, not only in the counseling company, but uh, with his family and, and all of his life, he's just lives a, an awesome life from, from what we can tell. I'm sure he has things he's working on, but um, you know, he's, he lives an awesome life, leads an awesome life, I should say. And so, yeah, this, this was a blast. This was so much fun. And yeah, I was definitely giddy about this episode. <laughs> and I'm really excited uh, when the feedback starts happening. So yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to a couple of his podcasts, reach out to Elias if you have a question or, you know, if you'd like to get involved in commercial roof coatings, he's probably one of the very, very top people that could help you with that. So um, definitely give him a listen and give him a shot and uh, you bet he'll hook you up with the best. Yeah. Thanks guys. It's so, great being here with you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, this is awesome. So as we wrap up, if I can get one more bit of wisdom out of you, what is the number one piece of advice you give any entrepreneur trying to build their own business? Mm. Um, there's going to be disappointments. Don't worry about them. Like discipline mm. your disappointments. You know, when you get a no, don't sit and mope about it. Just go for the next one. Um, I think that how fast we rebound from our disappointments in our businesses often is a big piece of, or it's a big piece that determines our success because we can sit and feel sorry for ourselves, um, But just know everybody out there is getting all kinds of no's. Just go for it. You know, don't worry about it. Discipline your discouragements and just keep going forward uh, and mm -hmm. don't quit. You know, every one of us have stories that, you know, we could, I could tell you a few times that I felt like quitting myself and mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter. You're, you're never going to look back and, and, and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have tried as hard. We all say, you know, man, um, I'm, I'm glad I did it. So, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Discipline your discouragements. I think we should put that in a t-shirt, Warren. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you again, Elias, for joining us. Um, I hope for sure. Listeners that you uh, got something out of this. I don't know how you couldn't have got something out of it, but uh, maybe you'll have to listen again and take some notes. This was just great. So uh, make sure uh, you like or follow or subscribe to the podcast, depending on where you listen to it at. Uh, we would love to get a review uh, if you can review, depending on where you're listening. And um, yeah, that is all for now. So until next week, Go vertical. Let's go. Perfect. Hey, guys. <laughs>